Hey, this is Bob DePasquale from the Speaking of Impact podcast. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my good friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today podcast varsity squad. It is Scott Ferguson, and I am so stoked to bring you episode 201 from my survivor and also thriver friend, Bob DePasquale. Bob encountered the C word, the big cancer when he was a very young man, and you know he had people caring for him, praying for him. His wife, uh, before he was his wife, or even knew as she was going to be his wife, was praying for him. And and it's just he believes, you know, he he overcame that, and he he faces adversity daily, just like we all do. But he also always sets the example uh, to level up. You know, he wants you to remember that you want to care for people that don't even necessarily know that you're caring for them. Um, he, I'm just going to stop because Bob dropped so many knowledge nuggets that I want you to hear for yourself. So without further ado, here's my really good friend, Bob DePasquale from Bob DePasquale Media. Let's level up. Time to shine today. Podcast Varsity Squad. It is Scott Ferguson. And I got my buddy here. Bob D. Pasquale. Everyone can lead a fulfillment. Everyone else can encourage. I'm sorry. Everyone can lead a life of fulfillment. Everyone else can encourage and empower them to do it. That's what Bob lives by. He's a cancer survivor. He's an only child. So he kind of knows what it's like to get a lot of attention and then maybe go through <laughs> abandonment issues afterward where you don't, you kind of feel alone. Bob's a passionate impact maker that loves helping people find their purpose. He believes we all have been given great skills to make the world a better place. He has the Speaking of Impact podcast. After this interview, don't jump over to it right now, but after this interview, go out and check out this last interview, I believe it was with Mr. Russo, which is just fantastic. So make sure you jump over to that. And also, he just posted yesterday on Instagram uh, a post about clarity and persuasion. you got to check that out as well. So I'm going to bring Bob on now. Bob, thank you so much for joining the Time to Shine Today Varsity Squad. Come on, introduce yourself at first. What's your favorite color and why? My favorite color is red. That's really? why I got a red microphone and a red shirt. <laughs> my man, he's like Tiger Woods. He brings it. He brings it. There's a method behind my make because you're a podcast. What I use is the red one. I can kind of get an idea of maybe some traits that they have. But two, all your marketing that comes on the audiograms and all that jazz will be red as well. So we like to kind of build it up around that, man. So come awesome. on. It, Love it. Again, I'm so happy you're here, but let's get to the origins of Bob, man. I mean, let's talk a little bit about cancer surviving, only child, and work your way up into the origins of your business. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was born in, in Long Island, New York, and with a, around a bunch of family. Somewhere along the lines, my parents said, you know what, we're sick of the cold weather and, and the traffic and everything up on Long Island. And they said, we're going to take little Bobby John, that's what they called me as a kid, and we're going to go down to Florida, and we're going to enjoy the weather and uh, a different atmosphere. And they were kind of the black sheep of the family, if you will. Everyone lived up in New York and they said, we're getting out of here. Right. And we did. We loved it. Life was great growing up down here. I, I still live in the same hometown, uh, Western Florida, that I that I grew up in. And somewhere, somewhere along the lines, I decided, crazy enough, that I wanted to go back to New York for college. And when I was up, when I was up there for college, you know, you're 18, you think you're kind of invisible and you're a crazy, crazy person. And uh, I was up there going to football training camp. And in a matter of about four days, I was diagnosed with testicular cancer. And a few days after that, 
uh, we, we were at my uncle's house and his best friend came over and was so apologetic about what was going on with us that he let us have his car, borrow it. Because my parents were up there visiting, they came up for my first game, which obviously I didn't play in. And he he basically just gave them the car and they were so thankful, didn't know what to do. And then a couple of days, a couple of days later, I was coming out of class. My, my oncologist told me still take a couple of courses while we're figuring out your treatment. And I saw in the distance, uh, a plane flying and it it hit the twin towers and you know, you're 18. You're like, what is going on? And I spoke with my father and he's like, you should probably come back to the house here because it looks like something's going on. Then bam, I was, uh, the other, the other plane hit and it was just an incredible, incredible experience. So it took me nine hours, nine hours to, to make a 15 minute drive from school back to my uncle's house. I ran out of gas in the neighborhood pushed the car into the driveway. Uh, and obviously I wasn't feeling too good because I was, you know, I was sick with cancer. Right. And I get back there and we were just devastated. My uncle was out of town. On a, we didn't know he was supposed to fly back that morning. Thankfully, we found out that he was okay. But Tim, the gentleman that let us, my uncle's best friend that let us borrow the car was in the towers. Wow. And so in a matter of about four days, I went from being on top of the world to being sick. And then this, the terrorist attacks, it was just a crazy time in life. Wow. And so, you know, when all those things are going on and you're used to kind of being the center of attention as the, uh, as the only child, and now you're sick and you don't know what to do. It was just a crazy, crazy period of my life. And so I've always, since that happened, I've always told myself that I'm going to give people attention when they're, when they're in need. And that's been something that I've, that I've lived by for quite a while because I know that there's people out there in need. Right now, I'm healthy. Thank the Lord, I'm I'm a healthy person. So um, I, I need to give back. I need to give give my energies now to the people to the people who are in need. So that that's is, kind of a quick story. That no, that's all. I mean, it's it's sad when you're not sad. I mean, you know what? You went through something in life, and it's and you battled it, and you you prevailed. And you know, we, at time to shine today, Bob. You know, our motto is we don't want to have anyone to feel like they have no one. And that you and I resonate so much with our audiences with that. that that's fantastic. So you, you, you made the commitment to yourself to give people the attention when they are in need. Like, how did you start that? And what did you do with a, to build your company? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a quick story about that too. Yeah. My, my wife, God bless her too. She's, she's one of the most patient people with someone like me who's used to being the only child and also had medical issues and, Um, so she's she's a servant at heart a kindergarten teacher so you know she's got patience uh that's why she married me and uh but i always tell this story as well because um when she was in when she was in high school she used to have this teacher that would always talk about the future spouses of the people in the class and you know you're a 14 15 year old girl you're like i'm not thinking about my future spouse at this point in my life but he always encouraged them uh, to think about those people and he was a very, very faithful man. He would tell them to pray for your future spouse. And when my wife and I met, uh, she didn't know all of what was going on with me. But, at, you know, at a certain point, we were starting getting these discussions. And while I was 18 and I was just a freshman in, in college there, she was in that class with that with that guy, with the teacher two years before that in her wow. junior year of high school. And during all that period of when I was struggling, she was thinking about me and caring, you know, and caring for and praying for me. And we were like, I cannot believe this, this happened. So she didn't even know me at that point, but she was in a way caring for me. And when we got married, we had this conversation about this and how important it is 
to care for people that you don't even necessarily know. And so in, in my business, in, in the past 11 years of my life, I've been serving families and helping them manage their financial lives by te- teaching them uh, good habits, helping them uh, make wise decisions when it comes to taxes, investments, any of those sort of things. And you're right in front of those people and you know every little last detail about them. And I would come home and my wife would be like, great, so you help those people. But what about the people that maybe, what else can we do more than just your profession? What else can you do in life to be a servant? And she taught me that lesson umpteen times over. So that, so you got a, a ride or die there in, in your lady, which is fantastic. And I, and I do as well. So when you're working with people, so if I'm out at a networking event, which in South Florida here, where by the way, squad that, you know, Bob and I are kind of neighbors are about 40 miles apart, 50 miles apart. You know, if I'm at a networking event, press and flash, or even virtually how, if I'm listening to somebody, how will I know if they would be a good referral connection or a contact for you, Bob? Any anyone who has a passion for help for helping others and doing good in the world, making a positive impact, and that's what we're all about. Uh, make ma- making an impact in the world, and it doesn't have to be. I'm glad you brought this up too, because it's it doesn't have to be. You don't have to be the president of the United States. You don't have to impact fifth, a million people. I heard this once, and it's always stuck with me. You may not be able to change the world, but you can change the world for one person, and so. If anyone, if you have a passion for helping people and you really care about a specific cause, whatever it might be, whether it is global or maybe it's just something at home, maybe it's in your community or neighborhood, I'd love to talk to you and love flesh it. that out, help you live out the purpose and your passion. I know a lot, we know a lot of people that work very, very hard these days, even in the pandemic with all of this Zoom meetings. I mean, I, I spend hours a day <laughs> on the computer and I get a little cooped up, but I'm still working really, really hard. And a lot of people are overworked. And I found that it's distracting them from their passion and their purpose because yeah, they feel like they have to be, they get 10 emails a day inviting them to six different, uh, a bunch of different webinars, and they feel like they have to spend all that time in professional development. Right. You. Right. A- absolutely. So when you're bringing somebody in, in, and yeah, you're right, this pandemic has a lot of people pulled in different directions and they have to make the choices. Uh it, when you're bringing somebody in to work with you, is there any secret sauce, if you don't mind sharing, to maybe help them find that blind spot? Secret sauce? I would say the first thing is you have to sit down and really internalize what you really care about the most. What makes you tick? What do you get most excited about? For some people, it is their profession. They jump up in the morning at five in the morning. They can't wait to get to work. For other people, that could be a drag and they can't wait to get off so that they can go support whatever it is or whatever they care about. So the first thing is sit down and says, what do you actually feel excited about? And I think a lot of people would be, would be surprised that there are a lot of things that do excite them. They just don't do them enough or they don't experience them enough. And I'm not talking about watching a TV show or, you know, eating dinner. I mean, I love to eat and just, the thought of food gets me excited, but I'm talking about <laughs> things that are really, that, that, that really change you, that really make you feel joyful. Love and there's it. a, and I, you'd be surprised. Most of the people that I talk to, they don't even realize that there's five or 10 things that they could go in, in different directions that they can go. 
Absolutely. And you're helping them guide. You're not consulting and telling them this is what it is. You're finding their passion, what makes them tick, gets them excited and and start that as a ramping board. I I, I absolutely love that, Bob. So when you're bringing somebody in and you're in that kind of discovery period with them, is there any good question that maybe you would wish they would ask you, but never do? Oh, man. Well, I, honestly, that's a good question. I wish they would ask me that. What What's the question that, that I should ask you? Uh, I would say, I would say for most people, as opposed to, as opposed to starting from a, a negative point, whereas, you know, I'm, I'm depressed or I'm, I'm struggling with this, I need your help. I would, I would ask a question or I would be interested in speaking with people directly more. And this is where I try to guide them is more about what, what can I do to experience my passion more or when I'm feeling joyful why why do I feel that way not why do I feel bad or why do I feel why am I struggling with this wow that that's strong bro I'm writing that down sorry for the the delay squad you know what can I do to make to experience my passion what you already know that they're excited about Mm -hmm. yeah you can make some tick yeah that, that that that's awesome so then let's get in to our you, you saw Back to the Future, right? If you were 18 in 2001, so I'm sure you remember Marty McFly, right? Yes, so sir. Let, let's get in that DeLorean with Marty. Let's go back to the 22, 23-year-old Bob D. Pasquale. What kind of knowledge nuggets, what we call him here at Time to Shine today, what kind of knowledge nuggets are you dropping on Bob to make him maybe shorten his learning curve, level up and blast through maybe even a little quicker? Love it, love it. So I, I went through that time in my life when I was 18 and I really, really struggled and, and so, you know, it was an extremely aggressive form of cancer that had spread to my abdomen. And so it, 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 my, my oncologist was confident that I would be healthy if we started treatment immediately, Right away. but if we didn't, and we didn't catch it, it could have been really tough. In fact, my trainer, uh, at, uh, at, at school there was the one who told me, you know what, this injury that we think you have is more than an injury. So anyway, I still felt at that time that I was pushing through and cancer wasn't going to take me down and I beat cancer. It was all me. And so you asked me when I was 22, 23 in that range. So you're talking three or four years later, five years later from when I actually went through my treatment. And I would have told myself at that time, it wasn't just you. You weren't the one you didn't defeat cancer. It was multiple people helping you. If it wasn't for Rick who said, you know what, you got to stop rehabbing a pulled groin. You need to go to a urologist. If it wasn't for the urologist who said, you know what, I don't really see anything, but you need an ultrasound. If it wasn't for the oncologist to come up with a treatment plan, if it wasn't for my parents to support me and give me everything I could possibly need to survive, I would have made it. It wasn't for my wife who was praying for me and she didn't even know me. Know me. Yeah. Wow. So when you're 22, 23, you may be educated because you went to school and you may have, you may know more than you did when you were 18, but you should rely on the other people in your life. And if you don't, you're going to end up in a tough spot. That is insanely awesome. They had that teamwork that, that's all there because there's a lot of things that's working all under, I'm a man of faith, by the way, all under God's vision and stuff like that. And you put those people, in my opinion, in your life to, to help you blast through. And, and, and I love it that you're bringing gratitude back to them now, Bob. That's, that, that's key. So how do you want your dash remembered then? That little line in between your incarnation date and your expiration date, your life date and death date. How do you want Bob's dash remembered? I want two, two things. One is he was a servant at heart. He wanted to help whatever it could be. 
use my talents for positive impact. And number two is learning. I think the people that I admire the most were lifelong learners. And they use that learning what they learned for good, but they Absolutely. were always learning. I love that. I love it. Yeah, it's you have to. It's a continuous. I'm the same way. I'm coming up. I'm 50 years old, and I'm still. My mentor always told me when I was younger, man. You never know enough. Keep grinding. Keep going. And so, then, what keeps Bob up at night? Things that I can't. Things that I don't do well or things that I'm, I, I struggle to assist. You want to improve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel you, man. I'm the same way. I'll sit there and go, why? But then what I learned also, Bob, is that, like, you know, Leah Woodford taught me, you know, get your asking gear. You know, like if you don't know something, there's so many people out there, especially right now during this whole COVID thing. I mean, Squad Bob and I probably might not even have met if it wasn't for COVID in a, in a sense, because everything's going virtual and how we're, how we're going with this, uh, pandemic and 9,655 days or whatever that we're going through here. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what do you think then Bob is something that people misunderstand about you the most? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a great one. I, I would say, I would say a lot of people don't realize, I mean, I, I really, get, I'm super passionate about these subjects and, and, and really, you know, being a good steward of the resources and the gifts that I've been blessed with for sure. I would say that some people may not realize that I, I really, I am a pretty loose and goofy guy in, in all honesty. I mean, I love passion and purpose and I want people to really care and know that they can make a difference in the world, Sure, but there's no, no one loves a good sarcastic joke or <laughs> often. I, right. mean, I was telling you, I was catching up with my buddy who, who I did play ball at, in, in college with and went to school with, and he moved down, down here a couple of weeks ago. And I was telling you before we, we jumped on yeah. in, we had the greatest time reminiscing about some of the dumbest things that happened those four <laughs> years of college. Right. And it was just, it was great. Things that only you and him would probably understand if you're talking about a lot of times I know that with my Navy boys, it's like, dude, we'll talk about stuff. And other people are like, how's that even funnier? What is going on? With that? Right. <laughs> That's right. awesome. So Bob, who's had the most profound impact in your life? Well, I, I mentioned my wife. So I, I, I was I, hoping I, you're going to say that. <laughs> yeah. I, so I don't want, I'm not going to definitely not going to shortchange her. She's, she, she is the number one for sure. Um, but, but one other person, um, one other person that I'll mention is, is my mother. And the reason why I'll mention my mother is because she was the one I mentioned that kind of was kind of the black sheep of the family moving down to, to Florida at 30 or whatever years old she was with, you know, a new parent and, and she was working in supermarkets for her whole life. And that's actually how she met my dad. Uh, but she ended up not being able to get a job there and was thinking about not getting a job, but we, she needed to work. And so she ended up switching over into the banking industry and she worked her way up from, from being just a teller all the way to being a manager. And then, and then actually ended up working with, with me for quite a while. Oh, wow. And she's one of those people that can learn anything. Like um, that too, and pick it up and be proficient with it. Yeah. So Love she's, it. she's made such an impact on me, you know, doing so many different things and being successful in so many different ways. And she recently retired. So I'm kind of jealous of that too. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. So let's go another way here. Who's giving you the worst advice you've ever gotten? Oh, wow. One of my, one of my teachers in high school. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm left-handed. Okay. Just another strange thing about me. Southie. All right. Very cool. Yeah. So, so I'm left-handed and one of my teachers in high school and she, she 
insisted that we write in erasable pen. We couldn't use pencil. We couldn't use regular pen. And she said that you need to write an erasable pen because that's going to teach you to be more consistent with your handwriting. But if you make a mistake, you can fix it. And I smeared the ink all over. I was my say pulling it across. <laughs> right. Because, because that's just how I write. Right. And right. that was probably that that might have been the worst advice uh, I ever I ever got, at least as a, as a young person. No, that's all that for you to even bring it up and answer it that quick. That That's awesome. And it sticks out to you. That, that's fantastic. Oh. So, Bob, what would your definition of a life well lived be? A life well lived is is a life where you're using the talents that you have for good and enjoying it as well. Because we all have some talents that you probably aren't thrilled with, you know, that you don't do. But there's definitely something that you have uh, that you enjoy and are really, really good at. So a life well lived is doing those things, being fulfilled and helping other people feel the same. Love it. I love it. all about that fulfillment and squad. Hey, time to shine today, Varsity Squad. We are back with my good friend, Bob Pasquale. And Bob, we got our leveling up lightning round now, okay? you uh-huh. There's five or six questions. You, I don't want any explanations. I just want the first thing that goes to your head. You got five seconds on each one. You and I could talk an hour on each one of these, but I need the quickest answer that you have possible. You ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's level up. Bob, what's the best leveling up advice you've ever received? Keep reading and learning. Yes. Share one of your personal habits to contribute to your success. Is it keep reading and learning? (laughs) Exercise. All right. Other than your own website and my website, timetoshinetoday.com, and I'm going to give them a plug out here at bobdpasquale.com. Other than those two websites, where do you go to to level up? Forbes. Forbes. Love it. Love it. If I'm in my doldrums, not feeling it, it's kind of like Fergie here, read this book. What book is it? Um, I would say it's, oh man, this is a tough one. Uh, the, what's the name of it? <clears throat> Shoot, this is terrible. I can't think of the name of it. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to pivot here. This is way more than five seconds. I'm going to pivot to the... Oh, the Bible. There you go. There you go. Hey, that's fine. And it's crazy. I'm going to break my own rule here. Everyone's like pivot now. Like 10 years ago, it was shift, right? I call it shivit. So we're going to shivit on that one. What's your most commonly used emoji when you text? Thumbs up. Love it. If you could be one age physically, don't bullshit me here. Excuse my language. Do not, do not say, if you could say one age physically for the rest of your life, keep the wisdom you've garnered and keep get, gaining more wisdom. What age would you stay physically for the rest of your life? 27. Love it. I'm <clears throat> glad you said that because I'm 30. I would say 32 all day. That's awesome. <laughs> What's your favorite charity and organization you like to give your time or money to? Habitat for Humanity. Yes. Last question. You can elaborate on this one just a little bit, but what is the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? 90s. 90s. My man, I love that. So, Bob, how can we find you, brother? BobDPasquale.com, simplest place. Catch the blog and the and the podcast there. And then at BDPod, B-D-E-P-A, uh, Twitter, Instagram, the, my favorite platforms. I love that. I love that. Leave us with one more. And, and Squad, all of those will be in the show notes, by the way. So make sure you go there. And also go to the Speaking of Impact podcast as well, which that'll be in the show notes as well. And Bob, leave us with one last knowledge nugget you want us to take with us, internalize, and take action on. Yep. Live with, live with purpose. 
and do Love it every that. day. And squad, we've just got basically a free masterclass from my really good friend here, Bob Pasquale, my neighbor in a sense, you know, comes from a big family, Bobby John. Love that. I love that. You know, he wants to give people attention when they are in need. You know, he wants to care for others who don't even necessarily know that you're caring for them. And that's huge. That That is huge. Something he kind of picked up from his lovely wife and he's exercising that every day. You know, he'll ask himself, what else can you do to help? What else can you do to help in all times? He'll tell you, you can't change the whole world, but you can change the world for one person. So give out there, live out intentionally and get out there and live your passion. Bob will remind you to live your passion. Internalize what makes you tick and get you excited. You know, if you're working with a coach, ask them what they can do to you, do for you to help you experience those passions. He would remind himself and also you that teamwork, I mean, he had his trainer, Rick, he had his urologist, oncologist, and then family. They were all on his side, ready to, to, to level up for him. You know, he was going to be remembered as someone's a servant that wanted to help and always learn. And he wants to use his talents for good and live with purpose. And Bob, thank you so much for coming on to the Time to Shine Today Varsity Squad. You're humble, yet you're hungry. You level up your health, level up your wealth. Thank you so much. Look forward to collaborating very soon with you, brother. That's awesome, Scott. Appreciate it. And the book is Rocket Fuel. Rocket Fuel. Great book, by the way. I'll throw that in the show notes. Awesome, Awesome. man. I appreciate you. Talk soon. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, Real Estate Excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, Let's level up. It's our time to shine.